Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So let's open our Bibles up to Luke chapter 17. We'll start there. I've been talking, well, it's been a while since I've talked, but I was talking about the kingdom of God. And uh, we want to know how to live in the kingdom of God. We really want to understand what the kingdom of God is and how to operate in the kingdom of God. Because we, if we don't know how to operate in the kingdom of God or know what the kingdom of God is, how are we going to live? We can exist, get by, and miss out on the benefits that the kingdom of God has for us. And there are so many benefits that are out there that we're not partaking in, we're not grabbing hold of, because we don't understand the kingdom of God, and we don't understand how to live in it, how to obtain it, how to take hold of it. And so, you know, we're going to talk about the kingdom of God, and I want to start with Luke 17, verse 20, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It does not come in a manner which you can see with your natural eyes. And that's where so many times we try, we, we live is by the natural eyes, by what we can see, what we can focus in on. And Jesus is saying, it's not coming that way. He said, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. But behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is on the inside, so we have to learn how to operate from the inside out. We've been operating from the outside in, and we've got to reverse that, and we've got to understand the kingdom of God. When we got born of the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God came on and to live on the inside of us. It's not way out there. Sometimes we're thinking, if I just could get up there and get it. But it's on the inside of us. It's obtainable to us because we live, or the kingdom of God lives within us. And so we want to look at that tonight and see what the word of God has to say about that. The kingdom of God is to be seen by the eye of faith, not by our natural eyes. And we know that in this house, but how does that apply how do we see that kingdom through faith? And one of the ways, of course, is through the Word of God. We're going to see the kingdom of God through the Word of God, through what God has said. So since He's put His kingdom inside of us, He's given us the Word of God, then between those two things, we can find out how to operate and live in the kingdom of God, walk in the blessing of God, walk in divine health, walk in, in uh, prosperity, walk in those things that we have seen in the word, long for, but we're going to learn how to take it, learn how to live in it, and quit missing out on what God has for us. Yeah. Amen? So how do we know that? First of all, we have to know that we are spirit beings, and we know that in this house. Our spirit should dominate us more than our soul and our flesh. How many have got that conquered? Do not raise your hands. <laughs> We're learning how to conquer 
the soulless realm, and we're learning how to conquer our physical realm so that our spirit can dominate and we can live by the spirit and not by the flesh or the mind or be controlled by it because too many times we are controlled by our minds or by what our flesh is saying. And we all know this. We all have flesh, and when it speaks, it's loud. And it can cause your flesh or your soul to be louder than your spirit and drown out what your spirit is saying. So we're going to turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to look at a couple of things in the Word tonight. And I'm going to read out of the King James and out of the Amplified so that we can hear what the Amplified is saying to us, that we have ears to hear what the Word of God has for us. So in 1 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to start with verse 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. We all need to say amen to that. My faith is not standing in my own wisdom. My faith is not standing in what other men and women are trying to tell me when they're contrary to the word of God. That's not the wisdom that I stand in. But my faith stands in the power of God, in the dunamis power of God, in the dunamis, the ability of God is where our faith stands and what his word says. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had understood the wisdom of God and what God was doing with Jesus and the purpose of why Jesus came, and if they understood that that crucifixion would raise millions of people up from the dead, he, they would have never done that. They would have never done that. But it was their wisdom. It was their wisdom that caused the crowded crowds of people to come against Jesus and demand that he gets crucified because they yielded to that spirit. They lived in darkness. They didn't have light. And so their wisdom came to naught. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus was raised from the dead. So it says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained unto our glory. So I want to read that in the Amplified in verse 5. It says, So that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power of God. Yet when we are among the full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, I believe that's this Thursday night crowd, Amen? You're ripening understanding. You're getting revelation. You're growing. You're beginning to understand how the kingdom of God operates. I'm not saying we're all the way there, but we are growing and we are learning and we are coming into the understanding of how to live today. 
we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age or of this world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. That's exciting right there. That they are being brought to nothing. Just understand that. Those things are being brought to nothing. There will be a day that they have no place in our lives or in in the kingdom of God. So he said, you know, we're not going to speak the wisdom of the world. We're going to speak the wisdom of God. But the wisdom of God in verse 7, it says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. In a mystery, we speak the wisdom of God. The Amplified says, but rather what we are setting forth is the wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification to lift us up into the glory of his presence. So wisdom was hidden. It's a mystery. And I want us to look at it this way tonight. You know, we're trying, when we're praying, we're praying, God, show us the plans, show us the purposes. What do you have for my life? How do I operate in that situation? What do I need to do? Obviously, something's hidden. You need wisdom, and it's hidden. But it is not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. It's on the inside of you. It's in the kingdom of God. The answers that you need are already hidden for you and will be revealed to you as we seek the kingdom of God, as we seek his ways, as we seek his plans, as we get ourselves into that place that we are going after the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of the world. Now, think, just think about this. The wisdom of God, we already know what he says about healing. We can go to the word, and we can see by the very stripes of Jesus we are healed, right? But how do we obtain that? How do we get a hold of that? It's in the kingdom of God. It's a promise to us. And so we sometimes we need the wisdom of God on how to operate in that, how to take hold of what the word has already promised us, how to obtain it into our lives so that it's no longer hidden from us, but it's open to us and that the Lord can speak to us as we seek him and we're going after his wisdom, just like we would go and we would go to a doctor and we would go to the doctor for what are we going for? Wisdom. What do I need to do? What is the situation? You know, and they don't always have the answers, except Terry, because he's led by the Spirit of God. (laughs) So Terry always has the answers. He's like God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, you know, doctors don't have all the answers. But God has all the answers. And what we normally do or what people normally do is they run to the doctor before they run to God. And instead of getting the wisdom of God on what they need to do and let the Holy Spirit 
open up what needs to be done in this because you already have the written promise of God that by his stripes you were healed. And it's us learning how to hear. It's us learning how to listen to what the Spirit of God has to say so that if we need to change something, we change it. Sometimes, some things we get ourselves into is just merely eliminating something from your diet, especially those things that we really like. I remember years and years ago, I was a coffee drinker, and I, I drank coffee. And you can't drink coffee without cream and sugar and lots of sugar to kill the taste of the coffee. That was the purpose of me putting cream and sugar into the coffee was to kill its taste. That makes a whole lot of sense. But, you know, I did it for years. And then one day, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, only one scoop of sugar. Why are you messing with my coffee? I'm sure you've never thought that. But he was messing with my sugar in my coffee that I enjoyed. But he had a plan and he had a purpose for it. And I had to make a decision. Am I going to listen to him? Boy, that was not easy to let go of that sugar. But you know what happened? I let go of the sugar. I let go of the cream. And I let go of the coffee. And I didn't drink coffee for a long time. Then I have a half a cup of cappuccino now. Probably has as much sugar in it. But I'm just saying, sometimes we have to go after the wisdom of God, and it's not always what we like to hear. But he's trying to help us. He's trying to get us to that place. You know, sometimes, you know, he may, you may be asking him, you know, how do I lose this weight? And he may tell you, and you just may not like it. I'm meddling now. I just thought I'd let y'all know. I'm just trying to make a point, <laughs> a point here, and I'm not telling anybody, go on a diet and lose weight, okay? That's between you and God, how you look and how much you weigh. I got my own deal to work with. So I'm just saying to you, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So he gives us wisdom. It's ordained from the foundation of the world. It's already available to us for every situation and every circumstance in our life. As we seek after and go after God and really pursue God and asking for his wisdom, then he's going to give it. He's not going to hold it back. And we've got to learn to listen. It's hidden. That means we're going to have to do some searching for it. Sometimes we want it right away, and if we don't get it, then we just go do our own thing. I know that's not the Thursday night crowd, but I'm just telling, sometimes we do. Because we don't want to take the time and we don't want to wait on God. He knows what he's doing. And he knows how to get the answer to us. If we'll take the time and not be in such a hurry that you've got to have your answer right then. God knows your situation. And sometimes we think God doesn't know what time it is. 
He doesn't know that the clock is ticking for something. He doesn't know that you need it right away, you know, because, you know, God is short on some things, you know. Anybody believe that? God has all wisdom, and he freely gives it to us, and he'll freely speak, but we have to open our hearts up to hear what he's saying. So he said that this wisdom of God is in a mystery. It's hidden wisdom, but as I said, it's not hidden from us, it's hidden for us so that we can obtain it each parts of our life as we're going after the plans and purposes of God. So he says, the verse now, none of the rulers of this age, verse 8, excuse me, none of the rulers of this age or world perceived and recognized and understood this, for if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affection, reverences, promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. So, the scripture is saying, we haven't, our eye hadn't seen, our ear hadn't heard the things that God has prepared for us, the things that God has set, but he's not hiding it. He wants us to go after his wisdom, seek after his wisdom. These things are already made. They're already created. He's not having to get out there and do something that's not already done. He's already put it on the inside of each and every one of us, that kingdom of God is on the inside of us and it is accessible. It is available. It is given for us so that we in this age, we can live out everything that God has planned and purposed for our life. That we miss out on nothing. He's telling us, Paul is telling us right hand here, God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those that love him. Anybody love God in here? We love God. Is he going to withhold any good thing from us? He already put the kingdom of God. I mean, everything is on the inside of us and available to us. We just need to learn how to tap into the wisdom of God. Amen? We just have to be in that place that our hearts are open. And our hearts are going, God, I want to understand. I want to be in that place that your wisdom is fully operating in me and I'm not missing anything here. Amen? Amen. We have to be in that place that we are looking after what God says, that we're searching, we're going after. And that, you know, Proverbs 25, 2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing but the honor or the glory of the kings is to search it out. So it says it's to the glory of God that things are hidden, they're concealed, but it's up to the kings. How many are kings in here? We are a holy nation. We are kings and priests unto God. So he's got these things hidden for us, but we just have to search it out. And you know, searching sometimes it takes diligence and it takes time. You know, um, Jordan was doing a project for me, 
and we were talking the other day, and she said, I've been doing this searching, and I've been looking. Well, it's taking her time. It's taking her energy, and she said, I can't find what I'm looking for. And I just simply said, well, why don't you go check with this company here, and maybe they can give you the answer that you've been searching for and you've been looking for. Sure enough, she found out what she was looking for. It took a little effort. It took a little time. It didn't come right away. And we've got to get out of the instant society, get back into that place that we're dealing with the kingdom of God, and, he's not, and we have to know that he's not holding it back from us. He wants us to search it out. Why? Because he wants to reveal who he is to us. He wants to reveal what he has for you. He's, he's bringing it forth so that you can stay in that place, you can believe God, and you can see it come to pass. Amen? So, yes, the things of God are in a mystery. They're secret things. They're hidden away, but they're hidden for us. Just like it, when the prophets prophesied about Jesus, the devil didn't understand it. He tried everything he could to stop it, but he couldn't stop it. And he can't stop what God has for us. If we keep diligently searching and going after, we cannot be held back. We cannot be stopped. But we have to take the time to get the wisdom of God. And verse 10 says, Yet to us, God, listen what it says, Yet to us, I'm in the Amplified, God has unveiled and revealed them by and through his spirit. Okay. Let's look at this. Yet to us, God has unveiled and revealed them. What? The things he's prepared for us, the plans and purposes that he has for our life, they, they come through how? His spirit, through the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to search. He's going to be exploring. He's going to go in there examining even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, like the divine counsels and the things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. So we have to learn how to take hold with the Holy Ghost. I mean, the Holy Ghost needs to be our friend. The Holy Ghost is our helper. He's there to help us, and he's got to become. You have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, I hope the Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. But if you're not spending time praying in the Spirit, if you're not spending time allowing the Holy Ghost to do that work, then you're not going to see the things that he has for him. How can he reveal if you're not paying attention to him? How can he unveil these things if you're not even listening to him? So hold your place there and turn over just a couple of pages backwards to Romans 8. Hallelujah. We're talking about the kingdom of God, right? And where is the kingdom of God? It's within us. So it is available to us. But we're going to have to take hold with the Holy Ghost. We're going to have to take hold with him we're going to have to be partners with him. We partner with the Holy Ghost to find out the wisdom of God, right? Because it's available to us. 
It's not hidden from us. It's hidden, but not from us. Hallelujah. So did y'all turn to Romans 8? Did I tell you where to turn? Okay. Um, I want to go back in the Amplified too. Hallelujah. Okay, Romans 8. I'm going to be able to get back there. Romans 8, verse 26. Oh, let's do 25. But if we hope for that we see not, but if we hope for that we see not, for if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. I think we need to memorize that scripture. But if we hope, if we've got hope, expectation, that we, we don't see it, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, also helps our, infir our infirmities or weaknesses. It really is there meaning to help us understand. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession forth with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts. What are we talking about? What was Paul talking about in Corinthians? He's talking about how do we get these mysteries, how we get that hidden mysteries opened up so we can have the wisdom of God. And so he's giving us an insight here, how to take hold with the Holy Spirit. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit. He that searches, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God according to what God has planned for your life, according to what the kingdom of God that is on the inside of you, according to what God has placed in you when you got born again, everything that you need to know about your life, how to move forward, how to go into those places that God has for you and take for the things that he has prepared from you from the foundation of the world. And this takes time. Where he says, and he searches the hearts and knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for who? So if we're praying and we're seeking God for the wisdom of God, who's he making intercession for? Us. The individual at that time that is seeking the wisdom of God, going after the wisdom of God, going after the understanding. When we're praying in the Spirit, then we're taking hold with the Holy Spirit. Why? So the kingdom of God, the will of God, the plans of God that are on the inside of us are going to come up and speak to us and show us his wisdom and give us the understanding. Amen? And so he says, I'm going to read verse 27 in the Amplified. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. And that's what we all want. Because God's will is on the inside of a born-again believer. The plans of God are on the inside of a born-again believer. We are assured, verse 28, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, God being a partner, you know, people take this scripture, all things work together 
for the good of them that love God. If you're not taking home with God, you're not laboring with him and partnering with him, all things don't work together for good. You can just drop that one right there. We misquote that and misuse that, and we put it to every situation. Oh, that was the will of God. It all works together. No. If you're not partnering with God, if you're not in there with the Holy Spirit, partnering with him, getting the will, the plans, and purposes of God, things are going to go haywire. And that's not the plan of God. Things happen. And God had nothing to do with it. Because you didn't partner with him. You didn't labor with God for the will of God, for the plans of God. You made your own decision. Just telling you the truth. Because <laughs> that, I mean, the Amplified really amplifies that. We are assured and know that God being a partner in, the, in this labor, praying, praying in the Spirit, laboring with the Holy Ghost, praying, praying in the Spirit, praying it out, staying in there, that takes effort. And that takes time. And a two-minute Holy Ghost prayer most of the time won't cut it. Some things have to be prayed. Some things have to be, you have to spend time praying to get the mind of God. And he says, okay, 28 again, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor all things work together are, and are fitting into a plan for good. So if things are going on and you're partnering with the Holy Ghost, it's going to end up in your good, not in your bad. And it says, to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Those that are seeking after, going after the plans and purposes of God, the designs that he has placed on the inside of you, going after the kingdom of God, going after the will of God, then they're going to work for your good. Amen? That's the plan of God. That's how he operates. And so we got to understand how the kingdom of God operates. Too many people fall short of what God has for them because they don't understand the principles of the kingdom of God. We can't live without partnering with the Holy Ghost. I'll put it this way. We cannot live successful without partnering with the Holy Ghost. We can live. Obviously, we're in here living. (laughs) But if we want to have success and we want to have what God has for our lives and not come up short, and as Pastor said earlier, stand before the King of Glory someday and him just look at us. What's your name? And what did you do? I don't ever remember partnering with you. That's not that, you know, I don't want to stand before him and say, I didn't know, I didn't know the Holy Ghost. I didn't know the Father. I mean, you may like that. I don't know. I'm trying to help somebody in here. Okay. See, that was verse 10, right? So God has revealed by His Spirit those things 
that you and I need because he's, he's searching all the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man, King James, for what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? I know what's in me. I know what I think. I know my thoughts, but you don't, right? Spirit of God does. But we don't know those thoughts except the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So if we're not connecting with the spirit of God, we're not making that connection then how are we supposed to operate in the wisdom of God? How are we supposed to have those things revealed to us if we're not spending time learning what the kingdom of God is about? I just thought I'd ask that question. Verse 12. Now we have not received, amplified, now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world I'm just telling y'all, we do not have the spirit of the world. But sometimes you look around at people, church people, good people, and you wonder what spirit they're dealing with. Not in this house, especially Thursday night crowd. Now you think about it. The Bible says we're not to operate in the spirit of the world. Act like them, look like them, talk like them, agree with them, which they would like to pressure us in doing. But the Holy Spirit, who is from God, giveth to us that we might realize, comprehend, and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Now, let's look at that. Let's just look at that. We've received the Spirit of God. Why did we receive the Spirit of God? So we can receive and take hold of the gifts that he's given us so freely, the blessings of the Lord so freely given to us. And we're missing out on the freedom and the liberty and the blessings of the Lord because we don't comprehend comprehend what he's trying to get to us. It says they're lavishly bestowed on us. Well, I want to learn how to lavishly have things bestowed on us and take hold of it. Amen? Amen? I want to see those things that are in the promises of God. And so when I'm going after God, seeking after him, I am praying. I want that wisdom. I want to know, is there something in me that is stopping the blessing from working in the fullness? Is there something in me that I'm not obtaining the promises of God like your word says? Lavishly is a big word. It's not just here a little bit and there a little bit. Lavishly is lavishly bestowed upon us. But he's telling us, in all of this, partnering with the Holy Ghost is important. Partnering with the Word of God is important. Hearing what God is saying, going in on the inside 
and letting the Holy Ghost partner your spirit with his spirit, working together, moving together to let the Holy Ghost come up and speak to you, give you wisdom. Maybe, you know, you're not receiving that wisdom and he can tell you, this is what you're thinking about yourself. You can't receive from me because you're thinking this way. You got wrong thinking. It may not be sin. It's just how you may look at yourself or, or can you really believe that God would do that for you? Or why would God want to? I mean, God can make things so clear. He's an amazing God. If we just get with him, get with the word, he'll give us understanding. It says the mysteries are there, but they're not to stay hidden to us. They're not to be hidden away from us. They are there for us. That sounds like victory for us. It, it sounds like a place that God wants us to enter in and go to and walk in so that he can lavishly bestow these blessings upon us. That everything that he put on the inside... Listen, God wants us to have the revelation that everything that he's given to us is good and it's good for us. And that he doesn't want us missing out on the promises and falling short and not seeing everything that he has for us. But on our part, we do have a part. And we need to partner and then get ourselves in that place and let the Holy Ghost do that work in us, that we're partnering in the Spirit with him so we can see because faith sees it has an eye called faith. And we can see it. Then if we see it, we can obtain it. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time. Remember, you are God's best.